0: NZMac com supporting the New Zealand Mac
1: community. <laughs> okay, well let's make a start. Um well welcome to episode twenty one of the New Zealand Mac Podcast. Uh, my name's David and on the forums I go by David NZ, very original, I know, but it's only because when I moved here I figured from Canada I figured well I'll just pick something simple and that seemed to be what it is. Um for, for those unfamiliar with the NZ Mac uh, com website, you'll find all kinds of reviews, user blogs, and articles. There's a forum there. There's advice. There's insight. There's news. And for those of you with an iPhone, be sure to check out uh, nziphone.com as well. So we've got a great episode for you this time. Lots to talk about. I'll be serving as host, and to help me, I've got uh, Darren, also known as the Furry One, Loaded Wookie on the uh, on the forums, and Alan, also known as Gimli NZ on the forums. So welcome, fellas. Thank Hi. you. And How's it going? Yeah, Darren, let's let's start with you. Give, give us a bit of background on yourself and who you are, and, and kind of what your background is with uh, with Mac.
0: Okay. Um, well, I guess I'm quite a regular on NZ Mac. I've probably been there for I don't know about four, maybe five years. So close to um, NZ Mac starting up. Um, my experience with Mac. Basically, goes back to around about 2001. Um, Beforehand, I was um, a big Amiga fan, and no other computer mattered. Kind of the reverse of a Mac fanboy. Um, I kind of went into the Mac because I wanted to get into desktop video, and the Amiga was basically a sinking ship. So I, I jumped ship to Mac. Um, I, I looked at PCs, but um, never been a big fan of um, PCs. And it was also going to cost me three grand more um, just to do basic video editing. So um, the Mac is one of those rare occurrences where it was cheaper. <laughs> um, so since, uh, so I bought a, a what, Ruby iMac 450, um, migrated to an iBook, um, broke that claimed another one on insurance um currently i've got a um intel mac mini the one of the original intel mac minis the 1.66 gigahertz and i have um the macbook pro before they went to the unibody um uh macbook this year um yes i sort of use it for all sorts of things um video, bit of graphics work, a um, bit of web development, um, and I also use it at work um, where I'm a systems engineer for Datacom, so basically oh, yeah. a grunt. Um, yeah
1: not we all just grunts, really? I mean, come on.
0: Well, it is, yeah. Unfortunately, oh. we're the ones that do the work and get paid the least. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, so we, we just um, managed at work... We, managed to um, work in with Renaissance so we're starting to do a bit more Mac um, Mac work now but as opposed to the likes of what say Magnum Mac and um, shops like that do we're sort of more um, uh, what do you call it enterprise orientated um, oh. so basically the big clients as opposed to you know the home user and all that sort of thing right, right. so yeah that's pretty much not a lot for me to say. <laughs> Alan.
2: Right. Well, um, I sort of started off pretty much the same time as Darren, actually, probably back in the early 90s, 1990. I entered uh, Teachers College. I've got a teaching background. Um, and while we were there, we got sort of introduced to Commodores and the BBCs and the, 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 probably some Amigas there and, and a few uh, Apple computers. Um, During that time I I went overseas, uh, spent a year in Scotland at a school and uh, they were doing all their reporting on a little Mac Classic using FileMaker which was uh, uh, quite quite an eye-opener at that point. Uh, came back to, to New Zealand and started teaching in a school that was thankfully uh, uh, an Apple school. They, I think, at this stage, uh, tip top bread. were doing apples for the teachers' promotion and you know giving away Apple computers. Uh, and uh, basically started there. I think one of the first Macs. They got the, the old LC two. Um, went into the Performer uh, range of computers for a while. Uh, Before the IMAX came out, and uh, I was sort of got involved at that level, sort of thing to. was quite interested. I, I always always say I, I'd, I'd know nothing about computers if it wasn't for Macs because I could never be bothered with any command line stuff and couldn't figure out, could never remember what I had to type in to actually get the thing to go uh-huh. uh, Well, on, on the Windows side of things, well on the, the DOS side I should say. Um, so yeah, it's been uh, a, a bit of a journey through through the school system and, and working in schools with uh, Macs. Uh, I sort of, tended to spend a bit more time on Macs than I did probably on my teaching, so uh, I sort of f- fell away from from the teaching side of things, and I uh, ended up working for a uh, local reseller, education reseller, uh, down here in Christchurch, and uh, did that for about 15 months. ended up back in a school as an ICT support uh, person, and um, stayed there for about three or four years, they were a very well-resourced school, where I got to sort of Basically, play with Macs and help teachers sort of use them to to uh, t- to do their their jobs better. With I suppose um, they, as I say, well resourced. They had a nice pot of um, iBooks at that stage, about thirty odd iBooks for 100 uh, a hundred kids. Had a Mac server, about four or five uh, desktops, iMacs in the classroom, ranging from the old uh, indigo indigo uh, iMacs through to well sort of G5s at that stage. And then about a year and a half ago, I uh, picked up a job as a uh, systems administrator at the local polytech. So um, I've been there ever since. I get to play with Max all day, uh, based in the art and design school, and uh, help out uh, all the students uh, setting up images. The, um, oh, as far as the NZ Max is concerned, I've, I've sort of been there fairly familiar, fairly early on myself, um, and uh, unfortunately I haven't been there much lately. I suppose. The, the, this time of year is our busy time. As yeah. Most sort of the I T people know sort of Christmas times, but the only time you get to make any big changes. So um, yeah, we're we're in the process of putting in a new RAID array um, over the break and uh, upgrading our, our server to to Leopard. Finally, um, so yeah, that's sort of a few things going on where I am at the moment.
1: So, are there many in, in primary and secondary education? Or is is Mac still got a pretty good toe hold? There?
2: Well, uh, in the primary sector, I would say yes. Um, Certainly down here in Christchurch, there's a very good core um, group of schools that... uh that, that use Macs. Um, there's some. There's an Apple distinguished educator based in Christchurch. Actually, I think there's a couple of them now. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we've run a number of educational conferences here. They have used to have the NavCon, uh, which is a Navigator Schools Conference, um, that alternate between New Zealand and, and Australia. And the New Zealand was always in Christchurch. Um, when I was working for the reseller, we used to, they used to run a, a Magnum Mac started at uh, a, a Primary school teachers conference base in Methven, and that sort of grew and uh, got got bigger and bigger, and it's, we had a few around Christchurch uh, towards the early two thousands. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a good community, that's for sure. Well,
1: that's all right. And Darren, you were saying you work your your company's primarily working with enterprise. Are, there, are you finding that a lot more larger firms are taking up the Mac environment? Um, Yes and no. Um,
0: One of the companies we used to deal with, um, they sort of started moving away from their Macs. Um, There's a couple of others where... um, The guy who's now in charge has kind of been pushing away from from Macs. I I guess it's one of those things where um, the people that take over, they go with what they know sort of thing, and most of the people, you know, 95% of the people know Windows. Um, But there are others um, where they're sort of doing a lot more in terms of Mac. Um, We've got a couple of clients, a couple of big clients that – well, one of them um, uses it. It's a museum and uses Macs for all the d- displays, all the kiosks and things like that. Um, so there's we sort of haven't really been going long enough to actually see any sort of trend. Um, but, you know, we, before we even um, worked with Renaissance, we were, we were starting to um, get a few Mac calls and me being the, the Mac head in the office was the one that sort of got to do all the jobs sort of thing so um i kind of like it i mean when you're spending most of your time working with windows pcs you know you get really frustrated really quickly and then you go and do a mac and it's like the you're kind of a bit annoyed more because it doesn't take so long so you didn't get to play with mac for a long time
1: (laughs) coffee break anyway so yeah Yeah. (laughs) excellent well excellent thanks for that guys that was really good um Okay, well, let's start off what's been happening in the news. Hey, big week in the news. Easily a big one. Now I, I was telling you earlier I was in Hanmer Springs when um perhaps the biggest event of the week popped in. Um, and that's the release of ten five six. Yeah. 10, five, six. Did yep. you guys uh, download that?
0: Uh yep. Both my yep. machines have it. <laughs> now let's um, let
2: me
1: let me start with how do you because you read on the net all over the place and and i this this goes back to even when i i think when i bought my first macbook it was running 10 4, 3 or something stupid and everybody said when you upgrade you always use the combo update how did you guys do it um
0: i'm just software update um it's it's easier um and it's also
2: you know you're not downloading such large files yeah. good yeah yeah well i, I tend to I, i'll sort of do the software update when i'm i'm good and ready um not i try not to have them automatically um, notify me but uh i'll usually read about it before software update lets me know so um i I mean i'm machine i'm on at the moment, still on 10.55. I did my desktop machine uh, earlier today, updated. My, my work machine was updated uh, earlier or later, later last week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm never in any hurry. I like to let a few um, cobwebs get out of the way first and make sure uh, if there's any problems or it, I'll soon hear about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I sort of didn't have any problems just through software update, although I have heard of, uh, you know, a couple of people told me that they have yeah. had issues with it.
1: Yeah, that's what I've read as well. I usually do a full combo, so I'll download right. the big. I think this one was almost 700 megs. I mean, it's massive. Thank goodness yeah, that Telecom yeah. has these. I think we're on the 40 gig plan here at right. home, so not too much to worry about. But still, Jesus, that's big.
2: Do you, so, do you do you download the, the actual DMG file yeah. from Apple's site rather than the software update? Yeah,
1: I because I, I remember I just read too many horror stories, particularly with Ten Five Six. I think I was reading on Mac rumors. Too many people were just getting done for when, uh, when their software update wasn't downloading the full file or something like that. And it was right, things were going right. horribly wrong. And I figured, well, I mean, normally with these big point updates, I wait, like you, Alan, I'll wait a couple of days and just kind of watch the dust settle and see what happens yes. and see what, uh, see what people are experiencing. Um, I
0: wonder how, how you know, I mean, I mean obviously it's, it's one of those things with humanity where if something goes wrong, people voice their opinions. So I, I yeah. wonder how
2: many people are actually really affected by these sorts of things. Yeah, good point.
1: That, that's, that is a good, yeah. that's a fair comment. I think that's, and,
2: and, and, I mean, for, for me, I mean, the my desktop at home is still only a G5. I don't have any problems with just the software update on that. Um, and, yeah, so... You know, with, with the combo updates, I, I try to avoid the large file sizes. So, so if I'm up to date, I, it's usually not as big, so I don't need to actually do the combos. Um, and I just do the, the the straight update from 10.5.5 to 10.5.6. Yeah, uh, that's interesting.
1: Just, yeah. I tell, what I did do this time is I, um, before, before I installed it, I repaired my permissions and then I think I booted it to safe mode. Um, turned around in my chair three or four times and <laughs> something like that. And then I, and then I, and then I installed it, and, and it's been fine. I, and I mean, I mean, what are some of the things that it fixed? I'm just looking at a list here. Contacts, calendars, and bookmarks are automatically syncing over mobile me. Gee, thanks. Wasn't that supposed to yeah. be the original one? And then here's one I really found amusing it improves reliability of address book and airport. Now, is that related? Address book in relation to airport? Because I don't really have a problem with that <laughs> No. <book>. no. <laughs> I wasn't sure what that meant. But it's quite bizarre. book is much more reliable. I'm no longer dialing somebody else's number when I want to dial. Yeah. So I don't know what that what, what that Improves time machine reliability with time capsule. I don't, do, you, do either of you have a time capsule?
2: Not no. here, no. not here, no. They're I won't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bit like that. Well, I, intend to. <laughs> Four
1: days till Christmas. I mean. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. I, I think I'd, I'd like to get one just to basically use it as a, um, a wireless expander. Yeah. Um, and then just have the the um, just the easy use of a thing. But at the moment, I'm just basically external hard drives. Yeah, me too.
1: Includes fixes for possible graphics distortion issues with certain ATI graphics cards. Now, what machines have ATI... I've got a new one of the new unibody MacBook Pros. Has that got an ATI? No, it's an NVIDIA. Nah.
0: Um, I think it's... There hasn't really been a lot of ATI since they went Intel. Oh. (laughs) So (laughs) So it's probably mainly just like the G5s and things like that. I think
2: the lower-end ones have got them. I was doing a... um, some checking out of different models, uh, somebody who's wanting to get one for work and seeing which one was the better one. Um, so yeah, I think s- some of the lower end ones still have the the ATI. Oh, well, possibly, okay. I, th- I think the desktop the some of the iMacs do. Oh Okay. Um, okay. okay right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: the, the amount of problems I've seen with ATI lately is... Uh, I, I, I think they're sort of starting to go downhill a little bit ever since they got taken over by AMD. Oh. It's ma- amazing. ATI seems to be the ones that are failing the most. Ooh. But um, maybe it's just you know luck of the draw that we're getting at work, so I don't know. <laughs>
1: you never know. And then several improvements to mail to improve performance, junk filtering, and handling of PDF attachments. And ironically enough, people were... Uh, complaining that mail was freezing on them after they applied this update, so oops. Wow.
0: <laughs> I'm the reverse. I, uh, As I said before, Dave, um, I actually had this problem where uh, just before the 10.5.6 update rolled out, mail started crashing every time I went to use it um, and then applied the 10.5.6 and, and it worked fine. So I don't know, maybe there was planned obsolescence in the old version, I don't know. Could <laughs> be, yeah, could be. Uh, could be. That, that's a
2: I've, I've I've had no problems either way, you know. Um, I've always used Mail. I, I've got several accounts running through Mail. Even my.
1: Oh, hang on a second. We lost. Yeah, that was weird. Actually. Wonder... So was that just me
2: that dropped off? Was it? Yeah. I'm a...
1: All of a sudden, yes. I just saw you. So you were saying you were saying Alan about the, <coughs> the ma- what was it? Mail. You've you've had no problems with it.
2: No, no, none at all. Um, and I, I use it exclusively for pretty much everything. Um with with Gmail, with uh the mobile me, with as I, and as I was saying we use gr- group wise we're a Novell systems that uh work, which leaves um okay, we won't go there. But um yeah the the uh the the group-wise I like Novell. You like Novell?
0: Yeah, oh, mate. Trust me,
2: nine months is a six p
0: rollout project, and you you'll be thinking <laughs> that Novell is the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, we've got some very strong uh, supporters of it at work, uh, so I don't think it's going to be going anywhere for us for a while. But um, yeah, we use a Groupwise Mail clients there uh, on the on the Windows side, and um, I, I just keep using Apple Mail on the Macs without a without a problem. Yeah, so I have
1: to say I've never had a I've never had issues with mail. I mean, nothing serious. A couple of couple of times in the past few years, it's crashed, but um, uh, it's been uh. it's been nothing nothing serious. That's for that's for damn sure.
2: But
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat apart from yesterday. But um, mail is pretty much gets uh, a bit hit and miss with Gmail. But I think it's probably more Gmail than anything. Yeah, yeah. I find yeah. it's hit
1: and miss with Gmail as well. Actually, that's you're right. I I get every once in a while it just doesn't want to play. Mm. Huh. Yeah. But uh, anyway, 1056 6 is out. Um, nothing, no problems here. It looks, seems fine. So grab it if you can. For sure. Um, what else is in the news? What else happened this week?
2: Oh, the old uh, Macworld lack of Steve Jobs.
1: Did you hear the latest on that? There's actually there's a petition going now for everybody who goes to the keynote in person to be really silent. Mm. Phil Schiller is actually delivering it. So you're going to have a, an auditorium full of <clears throat> Macheads. Who probably you know queued up for ten fifteen hours to actually get in? are, yeah. are being told to kind of keep quiet.
0: <laughs> I think that's a joke. I mean, that that's yeah. taking things beyond. Um, I mean, is, uh, <laughs> yes, Mac fanboys think Steve Jobs is a god, but he's mortal. He's gonna die. So sooner or later, you know, someone's got to take over.
1: Sure.
0: Um, and I think it's a good thing that Phil Schiller's taking it over this year. You know, it gives people the opportunity to see um, Apple without Steve Jobs, and I, I personally yeah, think it's a yeah. great thing.
2: Yeah, and, and the other thing is these big conferences too. I mean, there's, there's lots of uh, vendors pulling out of them. Um, I think Adobe are, are pulling out of a few of them, from what I've read recently. You know, it's just it's, it's a, a return on investment thing. they, they they cost so much to go to, uh, from the vendor's point of view, to ho- hold the pistols there that the, you know, Apple don't need to be there to to get uh, publicity. They can get it so many other ways. You're yeah, exactly.
1: this from um, Lisa Snyder King. This is via unofficial Apple weblog, and she was writing on her weblog, I guess, uh, By announcing their departure from this beloved show hosted by IDG, Apple is sending a message to the entire community, professionals, hobbyists, media, Mac user groups, and even IDG themselves, that they care nothing for the community who supported them through thick and thin. (laughs) And she says, my name is Lisa Snyder King, and I'm mad at Apple.
2: Oh, good honor. You
1: know. Each
0: to their own. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I, thought, you, I don't understand why people did. expect Apple to, to you know, yeah. be any different than any other company. Really, oh, there's exactly.
0: been a few good write ups um, One that I, one blog I go to quite often, roughly drafted. Um, yeah. He he's really good at, at taking down the media because um, he does a lot more research than the media, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, he, he basically said it. It's too expensive for Apple. Why does Apple have to pay? Uh, IDG, when they can do all of that stuff on their own. I mean, they've got the campus to do it. That's where when you look at it, the, most of the product releases um, have been coming from. You know, unibody, um, uh, iPhone 3G and all that. It's all been um, on Apple's campus, not at any yeah. of the um, shows. Um, and, yeah, you made the point too, you know, with the Apple stores, they've got a much better um, chance of getting more people involved in, in the um, release outright. Because um, I could just imagine over there they'd have big screens that tied into the keynote. And yeah. I, I think it'll be a, a more sort of intimate um, sort of a a thing. People, um, there'll be smaller groups and all of them talking about the, the keynote and all that. I, th- I think it's a much better idea to use the Apple stores and um, the podcast on iTunes and all that. Um,
2: yep, yep.
1: Yeah. Have either of you ever been to a Macworld?
2: No. No, I wish. I wish I <laughs> not, so, not, not so much. I, I'd, I'd love to attend one of those big conferences, I, I think, yeah. uh, just to be uh, sort of, you know, there where uh, there's so much happening, uh, so much information, so much knowledge there. Um, to be able to tap into some of that would be great.
1: I want to meet Andy and Anko.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs>
1: it's the only reason I want to go. Andy and Leo <laughs> report.
2: <Hello>. Oh, Leo. <laughs> I'd, I'd actually prefer to go
0: to WWDC. I think that would be the more interesting yeah, one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out some way how I can convince my uh, bosses to, that it's good PD for me to go. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I've got to be in the job a job bit, a bit longer for that to happen, though.
1: I was close this year, 2008, because I was coming back from Toronto. Uh, from holidays with the family, and I think I was—I was going through San Fran. I think I flew through San Fran, and I think that the next week it was going to be Macworld. I mean, I, I had to get back to Dunedin, unfortunately, but um, mm. I half was tempted to sit there. and ah, Maybe I should just stick around for a bit and see what it's like I wouldn't have got a ticket, but I don't know. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you, if you're anything like me, you'd want to at least walk past the building and take some photos.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to say you were there. Even though it just got yeah. accommodation and all that money. But that, yeah, that's so. right. I else think else I'd prefer the... to
0: oh, sorry. see, like, so, oh, sorry. 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 Uh, I was thinking uh, I'd prefer to actually be in San Francisco at the time. I, I think it'd be interesting to see the impact on the town. Yeah. Um, you know, because there'd be a lot of people coming from all over the country, all over the world, sort of thing. So I, I think that side of it would be quite interesting. And I, I guess we probably won't get to see that anymore, but. Um, I don't know, maybe yeah, just well, me. is this
1: is this the end of MacWorld? I mean, is that it? If if the major, if if Apple's not participating and they're not playing around, along, what's what's the point? Yeah, well, of
2: they've they've they they've closed a few of them, haven't they? They used mm. to have one in Paris, I think, um, and another one somewhere else in the states. Yeah, that's. Uh,
0: been, um, it used to be MacWorld New York, and then they yeah. tried to push it to Boston, and Apple said, "No, right. well, if we do that, we're going to bail." So history yeah. shows that it will, but. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's a bad thing is debatable
1: hmm. anything else in the news that you caught your eyes fellas
2: oh, I've been too busy to catch up with all the news to be honest uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing is the, the you know all the rumours the rumours of what's coming out and you know the new year at, at Macworld whether it's a a uh, netbook or, uh, you know, something along those lines, new Mac Mini. It's just all, all the same old stuff. Yeah, yeah, Nobody yeah. really knows anything at this stage. No. I think the Mac Mini would probably get an update. Um, it's been a wee while, and it's a great little
0: machine, but it's one of those tricky ones, you know. It could be the next cube, so it could disappear, but um, I think if they're going to do it, they'll be sticking in the new display port which will give them a few more, yeah, a bit more room to add a few more ports, maybe 5Y800 or something like that. That would be nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we we were kind of, one of the things we talked about in the last episode was our predictions for Macworld, and we talked about Snow Leopard coming out. And then just this week, I don't know, maybe, Darren, you can explain this to me, but what's this issue with OpenCL as part of Snow Leopard? What's, what is that?
0: Yeah, I've, I've been looking at that. Um, OpenCL seemed... From what I can gather, it's actually a, a layer on top of OpenGL, which is related to all the graphics. Okay. Um, a, a, from what I can gather, what it does is it utilizes um, clock cycles of the graphics processor to increase the performance of the overall machine. Oh, really? Yeah, so um, when you're you know, just using Mac OS X, say maybe mail or something like that, Um, or playing videos or something, um, the graphics processors these days are just phenomenally overpowered for what they're being used for. Um, So there's a lot of wasted cycles. So if it's coded in GL, sorry, CL, OpenCL, um, it means that the machine can actually take those cycles and do do whatever. So um, anything that's not reliant on the, the graphics machine Oh, uh, sorry, graphics processor. Um, it just basically gives your machine a bit more of a speed boost. So I, I think where it would be quite good would be with the likes of, say, Parallels or VMware, um, where there's, you want a little bit more grunt just to run Windows. Um,
1: that might be interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I, I was actually hoping it was going to go the other way um, and basically allow them to... To stop using the um, central processor to actually do all the graphics stuff, Um, because a lot of them now, I know it works on Windows, where basically um, you the the CPU basically processes all the graphics and then fires it off to the graphics card. Um, whereas when I was on the Amiga, um, they had dedicated processors, so anything that related to the graphics, it just went straight to the graphics, and the graphics processor processed all the graphics, and same with the audio, and it basically meant that you had a machine that was doing very minimal work. Um, you know, I mean, back in the yeah. Amiga days, I was running 16 applications in one meg of RAM, and we're talking <laughs> graphics programs and word processes and spreadsheets and things like that, so um, it just... Makes a um, more efficient system, but it, it'll be interesting to see how it works. Apparently, um, technically, we've already got it with the likes of NVIDIA with their CUDA. Uh, CUDA. Um, yeah. So, apparently, um, OpenCL is kind of like. Um, The same thing, but um, it it means that if you're porting from um, CUDA um, or CUDA, um, it it doesn't take a lot to actually rewrite your application for OpenCL.
1: Hmm.
0: So, I mean, I've just basically gleaned bits and pieces from stuff that I've been reading about, but it does seem like an interesting system. I I think it'll make um, Snow Leopard a lot quicker than than what it is. Hmm.
2: Uh,
1: Should be good So is that just Applications don't have to be recoded It's just the This is kernel level operating system That's just recoded Is that right? Um
0: I guess you probably have to put Some sort of Um Coding in there To access the OpenCL stuff But I think Apple would have done A lot of work too By redoing Um Coco And um Uh All the court stuff I'm trying to think what it is now Um yeah. Core audio and core data and all that sort of oh, thing. I oh,
1: see so, what you mean, yeah. That's that'll be really interesting. So that's Snow Leopard, that's and with the other one that they had as part of one of the big features, was it called Grand Central, is that right? I think, I, yeah, I think Grand
0: Central is what ties everything together. Oh, okay. Because um, like so yeah. Oh hang on. So you know? an article <laughs>
1: on Grand Central.
0: So we, so right? when's Snow yeah. Leopard due to ship anyway? Oh.
2: That's the hard <laughs> question. Two thousand and nine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're only just moving to bloom and Leopard at, the, you know, at work, so. Uh, oh, right. you know, the old inter- enterprise area. We we you know you don't want to change too much too soon, and, and this sure as heck ain't going to Vista anytime soon. Good so. Uh, yeah. I know a few companies
0: that are going to Vista, So all for the best know. to them. <laughs>
1: yeah. I thought XP's going to be around for the rest of our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. it would be nice it's the only version of Windows I like
1: yeah no, that's interesting actually so Grand Central ties everything together and then we'll see OpenCL with Snow Leopard sometime in 2009 we don't know when, we don't know how, we don't know where
0: personally I'd, I'd prefer that they um, take their time with it um, yeah. now that they're not having to rush everything for, for Macworld um, I, I, I hope
2: they, they sort of Make it a lot. I would say, if any time it'll come at WWDC, wouldn't it? Um, When's that? Closer, closer to then, in the middle of the year, um, rather than uh, earlier, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll have to watch this one with oh. interest. I guess and see what mm. see what happens. So, so Darren, on the forums, you were uh, fairly recently a couple of days ago, um, someone posted something saying. Um, Just bought an aluminium MacBook and I'm looking for an external hard drive around the 5 to 600 gig capacity. I thought that was really low. I mean, why not get a terabyte now?
0: They're pretty cheap now, aren't they? The terabytes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 300, 400 bucks.
1: Person said, What models would forum uh, forum members recommend? And then (laughs) some ways down, Darren says, Do not go Mac Store. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, You know, I have never had a good good run with Maxtor. They they are a very, very cheap brand. Um, in fact, they no longer exist. They were bought out by Seagate.
1: <clears throat> oh, really?
0: Yeah. Um, probably, I don't know, about a year or two ago now.
1: Yeah, I'm up with the times, can you tell?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, when, you, when you're in IT, you sort of um, stick with the game, but I... Yeah, no, Maxter has been quite a bad brand um, for us. Um, uh, one of our customers, basically, um, IBM replaced all of the hard drives in their machines. I think they went to, like, a Fujitsu or something like that. Um, and they haven't had any problems with them since. Um, but, yeah, they they had a real bad run a few years ago where, basically, machines were just dying left, right, and center. And I don't think Maxster's ever sort of recovered from that.
1: Wow. I have to say, I mean, after after I read that posting, I um, because I bought a 700 in February, I bought a 750 gig hard drive from Ascent uh, in Christchurch actually, and I paid it was I looked it up, it paid 264 dollars, and it was a Seagate, and I think now you can get a terabyte for is it just under 200? Is that right?
2: Well, two to 300, I think uh, Mm -hmm. they they usually go for depending on. Sort of whether it's just the drive or whether it's got an enclosure, I suppose. Got oh, to get yeah. a, a terabyte under under two hundred for just the drive.
0: If you've already got the enclosure, so long as as the interface is still the same, um, I'd, yeah. I'd just replace the hard drive. It's cheaper, yeah. um, and chances are by the time you're going to be buying a new drive,
2: you've run out of your warranty anyway. So. Um, my my question would be: Can you will you still be able to get FireWire external hard drives? You know, uh, well, uh, funny you
0: should say that. I've been trying to find a, a FireWire enclosure for sorry enclosure for quite some time, but um, all the enclosures now are SATA, and there doesn't yeah. seem to be any SATA to FireWire.
2: Um, I know. I know. A couple of years ago, when I was looking for uh, two and a half inch enclosures. Um, for for the like the old laptop drives, um, yeah, trying to find one with FireWire was near on impossible. I located mm. some, but uh, certainly certainly nowadays they're, they're few and far between, and very pricey when you can get them.
1: Yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, finding one with uh, I've got one here with a FireWire eight hundred, and that's a um, uh, I forget the brand name of it. It's uh, one of those Mac. Mac. Would, they, they look like they look like the Mac kind of like the G5s. Yeah, they kind of look uh, like the front end of a Mac Pro kind yeah. of thing. I forget. what yeah, they, yeah.
2: yeah sorry, the
1: something like that. I think I got it from Ascent and it was uh, it was pretty expensive. I think it was about $150. The drive wasn't much more than that.
2: originally yeah, yeah. That I
1: bought, but you're right. I mean, I I have a heck of a time finding um, just enclosures that have FireWire 800. Just to take advantage of FireWire 800 on this unibody MacBook Pro that I've got. There's, there's a yeah. couple of good
0: ones that I've seen. One of them actually housed a couple of drives, um, and that ran off. Uh, it basically had the full range of connections for FireWire 400, 800, USB 2.0, and eSATA. Right. Um, that, that's actually something that I, I hope... Apple actually sort of moves towards and start putting eSATA on there for external drives because um, it's a lot better than USB if you 're doing video work it just makes more sense to go that
2: way mm, mm. well that's that's the thing that concerns me with yeah, sort of video usage and anything like that um USB two I, I you know I remember when USB one was first out and it was you know, any Drives attached were always dodgy, has um, yeah. slow, you know, and so even with USB two, I, I, I'm still suspicious of it, and uh, feel that firewise is you know is so much more reliable, and you can do so much more with it. But now, with the the, uh, the new uh, MacBooks not having it, yeah. it's a it's a bit of a concern, you know, oh, where, where right. it's going.
1: If you're looking for Alan, if you're looking for a an external two and a half, I've got one of those LaCie rugged. Oh yep, that yep, I'm holding yep. it in my hand right now. I think I got, yeah. it's the 160, and one of the things, it actually has FireWire 800 and FireWire 400 and USB on it, and wow, that's wow. the reason I got it,
2: Yeah. And yeah.
1: one of the things I was thinking about doing was when I when I got this MacBook Pro, I've got the old MacBook that has a 320 gig hard drive in it, and I thought what I would do is I would throw the 320 gig hard drive in this enclosure. And it's funny yeah. when you open it. It says, "If you break the seal, your your warranty <laughs> it is void." Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Well, I went online. I said, "Well, just how long is my warranty?" Well, it's actually three years, and I've only had wow. it for a year and a half. So, I figured, well, you know, it's, I might as well just mm. let it be. And and a and hundred so far, 160 gig will hold, uh, you know, my life. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it's okay for another. It'd probably be okay for another six seven months anyway and then i might have to just say well the heck with the warranty what is it 160 gig hard drive gee if it dies when am i out
0: Mm. Yeah. if anything's going to fail it's going to be a drive um you know and i think it's probably more the entire enclosure that that's covered in a three-year warranty if you looked at the drive itself it's probably only a one-year warranty anyway Yeah. yeah okay Ah, no, I mean, it will still be covered under under the ma- main warranty because it's being sold as a single unit yeah, by right. AC. But um, yeah, drives don't really have that.
1: What what kind of what what kind of drive do they put in these Lacies? What are they, do you know what it is?
0: I haven't seen inside. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something like a Hitachi or something like that, which Whoa. is the same drives
1: as what's in a lot of the MacBooks. I'm just seeing if I can open it up now. It's got some funky tabs on it, I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, I, I, I did that to an um, iOmega um, external explosion for three and a three-and-a-half-inch drive. And I needed to get on it. I needed to put another drive in there from a, uh, a faulty uh, iMac that had been upgraded without having a firmware update on it. Anyway... Uh, yeah, had ended end up pulling the whole thing apart just so I could get and put this thing in there. But and it's it's still going strong, so I I, I didn't break anything. But uh, I I knew I'd voided any warranties, but uh, I still. Yeah, the still name use. Is, the name brands that come with the drive. They, they tend
0: to be quite a a, um, a very sealed unit. Whereas if you yeah, went to yeah. like if you had a two and a half inch hard drive and went to. Um, like just bought an enclosure or something like that they 're quite yeah, easy to yeah. get into and replace so mm, but mm. Yeah, if if you're buying one that's already um made up they they tend to seal them pretty good so that you can't get to the drive yeah
1: i've had good luck with Western digital drives, I have to say.
0: Yeah, that, that's one of the. Oh, that, that's about the only drive I would actually recommend over every other. I have had very few problems with Western Digital. Um, that was one of the reasons why I recommended the the MyBook.
2: I was going to say they the MyBook ones, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is this, is it worth it to go with a, like a MyBook as opposed to build your own? Um, I
2: always wondered that. It. it Oh, I would say it, it all depends. Um, if you it's can get the enclosure you it. want, yeah. you know, yeah. um, that that's as we were talking before. You know, if if you can get the enclosure you want, and you, and it's certainly going to be cheaper. Um, but then, yeah, you, your warranties might not be as long.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough too. Yeah, that's a good point actually.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, you get a terabyte, my book, and and they've got basically all the firewire and USB and all that ports on them. Um, yeah, I think you'd be set for quite a while. If you went that route, because um, yeah. it's going to take a wee while to fill up a terabyte, let's put it that way.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, unless you're doing massive videos, I mean, geez, yeah, yeah. I mean, for, I'm just, I'm in the information business, as I always I say, and I think, you know, a terabyte is a huge amount of data. <laughs> I mean, it was only literally, I mean, before I had this, before I went Mac, I had an IBM uh, ThinkPad X40 that. I used to do round the world trips two or three times a year, and I used to carry that and then a little small 20 gig hard drive, just a 1.8 inch 20 gig hard drive, just as kind of a a backup. And I couldn't take everything with me. And it's only been in the last two years, I would say, that if I went away somewhere, everything, my entire life, everything to do with my work, everything is with me. Uh, You know, right next to me on the plane and the hotel room, that kind of thing. And it it really is phenomenal how much, or how. It's so so easy if space is pervasive it 's everywhere
2: yeah, yeah, I mean I have this problem at the moment where um backing up i I sort of tend to use bigger uh, you know machines than, than I have drives available and I'm trying to figure out what what's you know what 's critical to back up yeah. and I think, thankfully i mean other than well, a few years back I had a PowerBook g four power book that uh Died on I me mean, the hard drive, you know, and I was managed to re- able to recover most of that stuff, but um, I've never really had a hard drive die on me up until that point. Um, but yeah, it's sort of, it, and the rate that the drives keep going up in capacity and price coming down, it's <laughs> sort of you're trying to figure out what to get and when. Yeah. It's, uh, it's 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 a bit of a worry.
1: No, backups are pretty critical. I mean, I I tell my students that the, if anything, what they should they should have at least two or three backups. Preferably one uh, completely off-site. and I hear stories all the time of student flats getting broken into, and they, you know, they yeah, slide the computers yeah. and, and the external hard drives and the routers and you know the modems, everything yeah, going on. Yeah. And they just get cleaned, completely cleaned out, and it's heartbreaking. I mean, it's uh, you know this this day and age when everything can fit on a, a little USB pen drive. I mean, Jesus. Wow, that's it,
2: yeah. When even things such as that, you know, an, an 8 gig one of those is, uh, you know, cheap as chips these days. Yeah, um, 30 bucks. You know, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just incredible. <laughs> it um,
1: just, yeah, Whether yeah.
2: or not that's retail, I don't know, it's
0: what we can get in for. Well, yeah, This now, I think we, we could get 18, oh, sorry, 8 gig ones for like um, 17, 18 bucks Jesus, yeah, um, yeah. for our
2: suppliers here. Yeah, we 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 were given four gig ones earlier in the year, and I think they were sort of around about the twenty dollar mark at that point. So, you know, and they're just coming down at a phenomenal rate. I go to conferences mm-hmm. now,
1: and we get in our conference packs, we get five hundred twelve gigs or twelve megabyte uh, uh, pen drives. Yeah, yeah,
2: oh yeah, well, yeah. it's nothing. What, what, what would you use that for? <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's,
0: <laughs> I've still got my original. 256 meg Dick Smith branded um, uh, USB key and and I think I paid I don't know about a hundred bucks for it at the time so you know it drops drops
2: when I I was working for the um Apple reseller down here. Um, we were, I think we were given either sixteen or thirty-two meg ones. I think it was thirty-two. The boss got the sixty-four meg one, and uh, you know somebody was. So uh, I remember somebody actually put OS nine on it and used it to boot their their, their iBook at that point. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, you know, and just just to be able to do that, they thought that was quite cool. But yeah, yeah. no, that was thirty-two meg, and I, I find one hundred twenty-eight meg ones uh, left in machines by students. Um, you know, quite often. Really? And uh, you sort of think, oh, well, try and like, track them down if you can't do that. It just sits on my desk until I've cleaned it out, basically, because it's, it's no, no good for, for anything, really.
1: You mentioned backup, Alan. I mean, I, I talked last yeah. time a little bit about how I do my backups, but how, how do you fellas work your backup?
2: <laughs> I don't. That's what I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I, 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 I go on the principle, I've, I've actually got all my data on several computers, um, you know, including my work one my home i've got a desktop and and now i've, I've only recently been uh, issued a, a laptop for work um and uh but I, I tend to have everything synced through there most of the important information is through on my mobile me um so yeah that that's i don't necessarily have major files uh, that that i need to sort of hold on to it's really uh photos would be the the main main one
1: right okay
2: now i'm I'm in the same boat as Ellen. I, um, I I don't really do a lot of backups
0: but i, I do sort of back up like my aperture library um, and all that onto a separate drive um, and periodically just move all mo- movie files and all that onto separate drives but um yeah, as as to using Time Machine, I started off using it, and I quite liked it, but it got to the point where you're just basically filling up drive after drive after drive. <laughs> um, so I, I think you can alter it. I, I think probably the only thing that you really need to back up is is your user profile directory, and I've only got one yeah. of those. So yeah,
2: um, yeah.
0: Everything else, you know, if it dies and just rebuild, it doesn't take that long to
2: rebuild a machine. Mm. Yeah. Well, one of, the thing, one of the things I did when I got – as I say, I, I've been running a MacBook Pro um, pre-unibody. Um, it arrived two days before the new one was announced. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> but I kind of knew – I knew that, but I was, I was after one of the Mac screen anyway, so I wasn't too too concerned. But um, I wanted to sort of start afresh for it, You know, I've I sort of had the same I, – I, I've had files there that have been, you know, sort of eight years old um, and, and it's almost preferences from things of eight years old almost pre uh, o s ten days in some cases and and uh, just the opportunity to start afresh was too good to pass up in this case and so i 've just sort of slowly added to this as as I needed stuff because a lot of stuff you sort of carry around with you, you, you don 't ever need again um, mm, yeah. and 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 so um, it 's when I need it, I know where I, where to go to get it and uh, I, I just added it when I need it um, yeah and, and and find it actually runs a lot better because of it. That's yeah, I tend I to I should...
0: rebuild my machine often because um, oh, yeah. I yeah. Well, I'm a bit of a player, so I, if there's something that, yeah. I, that sort of catches my eye, I'd, I'd sort of install it, and then you find <laughs> that you don't use it any off, uh, anymore. Yep. And um, unfortunately, Apple still hasn't um, given us a, a decent uninstall. Although I do no. use an application called AppDelete which oh, is actually a big ball. But, yeah, um, the worst ones for it is, like, Adobe and, and Microsoft oh, and store no, no, files
1: no. all over the place. spray your hard drive with files everywhere, yeah. don't they? Thank yeah,
0: you. and, and you're not, you know, especially with Microsoft, you're not guaranteed that they're going to, Ditch all the files. I mean, the amount of times where I've gotten rid of a Microsoft application and then thought, oh, I, I need it at a later stage, and it's still got all the preferences that I've had. Yeah. But yeah. like, I haven't had it on there for like a year or so, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I, I every once in a while I start thinking. I mean, when I got this new MacBook Pro, I thought maybe I should have completely just started over from scratch and reinstall not Well, yeah, reinstall everything and start over, as you say. And yeah, rebuild it. But I think, ah, oh, you know, I've got everything set, and I've got a set the preferences for for this and for that. And is it going to be the same? And
2: I don't know. Yeah, as I say, I, I actually found the um, syncing uh, through MobileMe very useful for that. I uh, basically my, my mail. Uh, the mail boxes and the, all the mail settings I was able to sync. Um, my calendar, my address book, uh, my bookmarks, which is basically it. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're the main the main things. I don't I don't require heavy video settings or anything like that. Um, so yeah, it was uh, those those main things. All that stuff was able to sync over um, mobile on me, and you know I'm one of the lucky ones, I suppose. I've, I've never had a problem with it. <laughs> I've got it syncing over f- three four devices now. Um, yeah, I'm, to, I'm
0: pretty much in the same boat. I, I use Mobile Me for all that sort of thing as well, and you know, it, it's backing up basically the things that you need. And with IMAP, you know, it doesn't matter if you lose your mailbox; it
2: just right. re-downloads it. Um, so yeah, pop yep. on the other hand, that's a bit different. Mm, for, mm. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, certainly the IMAP has helped, and having that available on both Mobile Me, Gmail, and Groupwise, in, in our case, um, yeah, it, it uh, does the job perfectly. Mm-hmm. I
1: must be because I I, I I have never embraced imap and it 's always been offered to me at work, and i 've always said no, no, I like a uh-huh. because i I like having all my email on one machine, I like uh-huh. having just one machine that has everything on it and it reside and i i 'll take responsibility for backing it up, and I guess that 's why i 'm so anal with backing up to, you know two or three hard drives um, and in fact, I just stopped my time machine from backing up a few minutes ago as we were talking about it ironically enough. I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just—I've uh, never been burned by not, you know, by losing things, and I'm just paranoid that I will oh. lose and That's why I've got multiple redundancy built into my. But maybe I'm being a little too paranoid.
2: Oh, you got to go with what works for you. Yeah.
0: I have to admit, I've been caught out a couple of times um, where I've lost iPhoto libraries, and they were the only copies of the photos I had. So, um, hence the reason I just copy. Uh, um, with the latest versions of iPhoto and, and Aperture, where they store everything in a single file, um, yeah. It's a lot easier because you just whack the file onto another drive, um, whereas beforehand, you know, files could uh, photos could have been all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. It's one thing I've never understood. A lot of the guys that work, they like to have their photos all over the place, and they wonder how you know, um, aperture and all that can um, can can do that. Whereas aperture, by default, try and copy it all into the library. Um, I think it's easier just having a single file, and that well, it's not actually one file, location. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you just back that up, just even with like say an Apple script or something to copy it over pre- periodically or something like that. Hmm.
1: Yeah. that's not a not a bad idea, I guess. Let's um, let's get to our picks. What kind of and, and I know that this, this kind of format copies other podcasts, but I actually quite enjoy that about other podcasts when people say what they what they like about certain applications, although. I have a funny feeling we probably won't pick things like they do on MacBreak Weekly that cost $500. You know, that only photographers with high-end Canon 500ds, Mark II's, or whatever would use. Good lord. If um, I had five hundred
0: bucks a week to spend on software, uh, you know, it probably would be
2: a different story. But...
1: <laughs> We're in a recession, aren't we? Just... Yeah, yeah. Um Alan, why don't you start us off? What kind of, what kind of? Oh,
2: a... you after software or podcasts? or? Um, well,
1: I, how about we do? How about we do a, a, a particular piece of software and then a particular podcast hey, that you like?
2: Well, my my software that I've sort of one thing that I I have. Well, first of all, I've got a couple of things. One that's been given to me recently that I tried. Uh, a few years, a couple of years back when the Mac Heist uh, program sort of was started off it uh, was one password wow. and I, I I installed it and, and uh, couldn't understand it, couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure out how it was any different from um, you know, I still had to type a password in every time, but uh, just recently I was I was forwarded an email where I could uh, download it again and uh, I think they had a promotion running Just recently A couple of weeks back And guy at work Sort of sent me Sent it to me And uh, Yeah I've been using it I quite enjoy it It um, Basically Seems to have a lot more Functionality now You can Keep all sorts of Information in there uh, And And you really do Only have to remember The one password ever Um Okay Somebody could Hit hit that one password So You know But uh, You can Put in a fairly Robust one You know Plenty of characters Long Um And Uh yeah, go from there, but uh, it's it's quite useful, certainly logging into to forums and and different websites. Um, you can also put in your credit card details and have have a secure wallet uh, there uh, for when you need to access those. So yeah, one password was was the the one that um, yeah I've just started using again. I'm liking I'm liking um, the other one I use and I absolutely love is iClip. Um, the old multiple clip, clipboard. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's very – oh, it's just – if if you're ever having to sort of put things together, like a, a help sheet or, um, you know, and you're taking lots of screenshots and you you know got lots of blocks of text and you're wanting to shift it around, um, just being able to – like at the moment, I us just have a, a quick look down in my um, uh, regular – clipboard, so to speak, and I've got one to uh, about 10 little clips I can just paste in at any one time, you know, and you can actually create multiple sets, Mm -hmm. so you've got your standard recorder, I've got one for Trade Me, for example, where, you know, the same thing that I'm always pasting into Blimmin. Uh, auctions that I'm listing, or something like that, um, I will, I, I've just got them all already ready to go. And it's just a case of uh, it just sits down at the bottom of my screen. I have my dock sitting on the side. Um, so this pops down and it sits down at the bottom of my screen hidden until I uh, call upon it, so to speak. And uh, I, I clip. So
1: it's inventive. It's, this is the website inventive.us yeah. uh, forward slash I clip. The yeah, premier yeah. Mac multiple clipboard and
2: scry, and I have to look at it. And oh, I tell you, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. I, I came across—I think I came across it one of the Macs, and ended up buying the, the, the you know the full version because it uh, it was just I found it so useful. And it, and it's only sort of fairly recently I've started using it for multiple, you know, um, sort of you can set up different groups of them if you like, and it, it's it's great for that. Wow. So um, yeah, yeah, that 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 would be my uh, software picking, and, and I think you can get a, a, a troll version of it, oh, on, it the, on the side. Like yeah, looks like you can.
1: What about a podcast? Yeah. A, any any Mac podcast? Oh, podcast.
2: I, I travel by bus, so I, I sort of live in the podcast world. <laughs> um, yeah, the Mac the Mac ones. My favourite would have to be Mac Geek Gab. I've, I've listened to the Twits and the, the Mac Break Weeklies, you know, and I and I still do. But I just find I get so much information from the Mac Geek Gab. That's the, the Mac Observers um, podcast.
1: Ah, that's right. That's with Dave Hamilton uh, and John Brown. Dave had.
2: Hamilton, yeah, yeah, and it, it is brilliant. They, they just uh, wealth of information. Um, more often than not, I'll hear something on the way into work that I need to try and apply when I get there. So that, that's good. Um, but that, yeah, that's certainly my favourite. As I say, I, I do subscribe to Twit um, and MacBreak Weekly still. Uh, Mac, the Mac cast I did for a while, but that was. Um, I just sort of found it's kind of pretty much the same ground as these others, but uh, the, the Mac geek Gab is the one I sort of turned to first, uh, most cases. Yeah, yeah,
1: I have to say, I mean, twit, t- Mac Break Weekly is still the one I just listen to, but uh, I've found it over time less and less useful, but uh, yeah. entertaining to listen to. Um, unless you use
2: Twitter. Unless you use Twitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, still can't. I don't know what the hell Twitter is. No, there. me neither. I just- Someone has to explain what the what the appeal is. I mean, I just don't. I'm too old. <laughs> I just don't get it. So, <laughs> oh, well, Darren, what about you? A software, a software pick.
0: Um, oh, it's kind of hard to say really because I've been using some really good stuff. Um, I'm. I, I know a lot of people have complained about Bento too, but I use it basically daily because i've set up a spreadsheet for um jobs that i go out to um because i'm all over the place with mine um and so i just set up a little basic um well i say basically it's got calculations and things like that but um it, i find it quite happy because i used to be using spreadsheets and um, numbers but for this sort of work, the database is much better But um, So I use Bento 2, Parallels 4 I've upgraded to that and I find that Just such a better version um, okay, Is it
1: really? Oh, okay.
0: It's a lot quicker um, It's I still find it to be the best VM out there, um, I've used VMware and I've got nothing against it um, I think it's a great application But I, I just feel more comfortable With Parallels because
1: um, hmm, 'cause I'm still on version three and I noticed that four was out and normally I I'm early adopters on these kind of an early adopter on these kind of things, but I've held off and I just thought, well, is it worth the it's seventy US dollars, isn't it to upgrade? If it ain't broke, don't fix it eh. Mm, yeah. I am kinda of like that in some ways, but I think it was just you get the upgrade price just kind of uh, it kind of shied me away. I thought, well, that's I'm not sure.
0: Well... Um, uh no, it's about seventy dollars New Zealand, eighty dollars oh, oh, okay. New Zealand. Oh. The the seventy dollars is uh, US is if you actually buy the full version, but if you've already got a, a I mean I, I haven't bought um, uh, an actual full version since version two. Um, I've just upgraded it, so you still need the the original full version license. Right. Um, so you just re-enter in the version two license, and um, it works. But I I managed to get mine for 39 US. So I think that's about 70. Um, but now it's it's about 49 US. So probably about 80, 90 dollars now.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, for the amount of time. That I use it. And any time I do use it, I'm just running my boot camp partition mm-hmm. anyway. I figured, well, oh, yeah. I mean, I do use it for teaching. I use Windows when I'm you know, doing for lectures, um, particularly with the st- statistical software that I use for teaching. But um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm still on the fence on that one. I've been thinking about it, but...
0: Yeah, I, I sort of need it because our call system at work only works in Internet Explorer. So booting into boot camp every time just to use Internet Explorer to do an update sort of um bit of a joke, really. Um, and unfortunately, the current version of Crossover 7 won't allow you to install Internet Explorer um, because they haven't sort of gotten around the um, stupid um, security setting. Um, well, what do you call it? uh windows genuine disadvantage stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. um so Fair deny. Yeah. Fair deny. <laughs> Although i did hear an interesting rumor about ie uh, internet explorer you know someone threw a cheeky question at steve balmer asking whether or not he was going to use um webkit and not internet explorer Ooh. and he said oh yeah we'd have a look at it but <laughs> Something tells me that ain't going to eventuate.
1: <laughs> developers, developers, developers. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, mate. <laughs> and you, and Darren, you don't listen to too many podcasts, is that right?
0: Um, not really, no. But i um, having said that, I'm just subscribing to that podcast that um, Alan <laughs> just mentioned. Oh, messages, so I'll, I'll give yeah. that a check out. Yeah, but, um, definitely a good one.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Let me give you one. Of, let me give you my podcast pick because I think this you'll like this one as well. It's the um, it's the Australian, our Australian brothers. And oh, no, not the way. Apple Talk one. Yeah. Uh, Mac Talk, sorry. That's right. I'm just kind of, I'm just frowning yeah. on my list. Uh, Mac Talk. Yeah. That's what it's called. And um, it's actually quite good. Um, you know, not not one for the little kids to be listening to. Cause no, like, no. A of, uh, there's a bit of swearing every now and then, but... Um, that's yeah.
0: Australian, isn't mean, it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I listened to that, I subscribed to that when they first kicked it off because I was, I was sort of reasonably active over there, yeah. um, probably more so than on... Um, our site so to speak but um and neither of which have been active recently but yeah the, f- the first few episodes are, did nothing for me to be honest um but I'm, I'm sure they've improved greatly since then no they're really but, good
1: they're at episode yeah. 55 now that was yeah the most yeah, one. So yeah. episode 50 was a live one they did and uh, it was it was quite good they had an audience oh, there. excellent yeah it's, it's definitely worth the listen i think i mean i i yeah. tend to look forward to that one every Every week, um, yeah oh, I might have to head,
2: head back that way, then.
1: <laughs> and the software pick that I had this this week was um, the new beta of Devon think pro and Devon think has just been released okay um, and this is is that, is that
2: mind mapping stuff or well
1: it's it's a bit more um I guess you could use it as as such, maybe not necessarily, but um what it is is that it basically it's just a huge database slash repository of anything, any file type, right. anything right. you can throw at it. And I've been using it uh, for uh, ever since i moved back into the Mac. And it was, it right. was one of the reasons I moved into it because I just read reviews of it, of the one, 1.2 version, I think, was when I bought it. And How's
0: the OCR side of it? Is, is that-
1: well, I don't use the OCR per se because I use uh, the full version of Acrobat for OCR. Although I have heard uh, that uh, people have used OCR under Devon Think, and it 's worked very well, they basically brand it as a kind of a personal information assistant and I, yeah. I use it as such and um, mm-hmm. I, I use it for writing when I do, when i 'm actually doing writing because a lot of what I, what I do for a living involves writing um, right. I use it to store PDFs, I use it to index PDFs, uh, for example, academic journal articles. And the benefit of this is that it, with version 2, and this is what I've been waiting for, is that you can do Boolean searches on your database. So, for example, I've got about a gig, maybe a gig and a half of academic journal articles, and all of it is indexed. All of it is OCR. Well, maybe 99% of it is OCR, And wow. I can do a Boolean search in that. So I can say, search for uh, uh, Air New Zealand near slash 5 uh, bilateral, and I can find... Uh, any 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 documents in this in in my in my database really this one and a half gig or 1 gig database of journal articles that has the phrase air new zealand within five words of the word bilateral and if you just think about that wow. I mean, and for someone like me i mean it's hard to kind of guess maybe it's it is really designed for you know information workers i guess this is just unbelievable like and this is yeah. just something that you've been waiting for and this one application alone has increased my productivity tenfold. And with version wow. 2, and the beta just came out, I think, uh, two days ago, I think it was. Um, some of the new stuff they've got in there is just phenomenal. And it, um, it means I can probably goof around on the Internet more. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's phenomenal. It's uh, www.devon-technologies.com. And, cool, um, cool. So if anyone's involved, if anyone has a need for, and you don't have to get the pro version, you can get just Devon Think, um, and there's, you know, the, 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 the higher, obviously, the more features you buy, uh, the higher, yeah. you, obviously, the more you're going to pay for it, but I think the full version that I bought was a US 150, um, but the upgrade wow. should be a lot less than that. I think the upgrade's only about 40 or $50 or something, but it is, uh, it is a pretty powerful application, that's for sure. Yeah, Excellent. Times, yeah. Right. Well, gentlemen, I think that does it. Um, uh, many thanks to uh, to Alan and to Darren. And, I, I mean, I, I've got an email contact if anybody has any comments. And I'm sure when Phil posts this, I um, should give a kind of a shout out hello to Phil anyway. He's going to post this. He'll allow comments <laughs> after. Hi, <actually>. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be listening and smiling right now. You can post comments there. But I guess we welcome feedback. My email is davidnz at nzmac.com. So any feedback, or if anyone has any suggestions or anything like that, um, uh, definitely fire it, you know, my way. And uh, be sure to visit the the website nzmac.com, and um, it's part of the Apple Store. I should note that it's part of the Apple Store affiliate program. So if you're planning on buying something from Apple directly, just uh, you know, please consider clicking on the links on that main page at nzmac.com because it uh, kind of helps keep the site stay alive and active, so to speak. So um, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. So, Alan, uh, Darren, thanks very much, fellas. Really, Thank you. Really Thank enjoyed you. enjoyed it. Yeah, good times. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next time.
2: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest presenter and do not necessarily represent those of nzmac.com.